With AT&T in-car Wi-Fi, elevate your adventure by transforming your vehicle into a reliable Wi-Fi hotspot. Connect up to 10 devices up to 50 feet away from your vehicle, making it ideal for camping and road trips. Don't miss out on the fun. Embark on your next adventure today. Visit att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi to check if you're eligible for a free trial. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. This is Amy Brown from Four Things with Amy Brown. Today, Healthier is happening at CVS Health in more ways than you've ever seen. It's wellness destinations for seniors, including select locations with Oak Street Health and CVS Pharmacy. It's doctors, nurses, pharmacists, and everyone in between offering quality care and support virtually, in person, and on the phone. It's in-home evaluations through Signify Health and meeting mental health needs through Aetna. And those are just a few of the ways that Healthier is happening. To see more, visit cvshealth.com slash healthier happens together. CVS Pharmacy, Oak Street Health, CVS Specialty, Signify Health, and Aetna are part of CVS Health. Eligibility and services vary by location and individual. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Hi guys, and welcome back to another episode of You Need Therapy Podcast. My name is Kat. Welcome. If you're new, welcome to our family. As always, I like to give a little disclaimer that this is not therapy itself. This is just a podcast about mental health and therapy and all of the things. And although I'm a licensed therapist, I cannot be your licensed therapist unless I know about it. So this is more of just a space where we get to really talk about some things that should be talked about more in the world and get us thinking so we can go out and live more joyful, more full real lives. Let's get into it. So this week I'm pumped, uh, so excited about the guest. Uh, The last couple weeks I did a couple episodes by myself that were more educational and then I had my friend Savannah on last week who was awesome, talked about sobriety. And this week I have an amazing human. Her name is Caitlin Crosby and she is an author, a speaker, she is an entrepreneur and you may have heard of The Giving Keys. She is the founder of that, which we talk about. She's also just like a cool person. (laughs) One of the easiest people probably to talk to. When we recorded this, she started setting up um, like, you know, a professional, normal professional, I guess. And then as we got more into the conversation, she slowly just kind of ended up laying down on her bed. And it was just a nice conversation with somebody that just immediately felt like a friend and felt like I could just have a, a little talk with. And all that to say, she's amazing. And I'm so grateful for her honesty and her willingness to talk about her personal life. She actually had a new book just come out called Every Word Matters, The Key to an Intentional Life. And we talk about it in the podcast conversation, so I'm not going to spoil that. But I'm just letting you guys know that if you like some of the things that she's saying and if you're gravitating towards her energy, like that might be something you want to look into. Like I said, she's just awesome and really grateful for her to show up and be vulnerable. We talked about grieving and transitioning as the world opens up new opportunities. She was very honest with some personal things that she's going through currently. 
Thank you, Caitlin, for being here. Um, you are somebody that I 100% want to keep in touch with and hopefully have you back again. And I hope you guys enjoy this. And I will talk to you guys on Wednesday. And for now, here's my conversation with Caitlin. So I've known about the giving keys because I don't know when you started it, but I first saw it at Philanthropy in a store in downtown Franklin. And I just thought it was like a thing that they were doing. And then all of a sudden it's everywhere. So can you give us like a Cliff Notes version of the company, why you started it? I mean, just tell us about it. So I started The Giving Keys almost 13 years ago. And I used to do music and acting. So I grew up in that world. And then I started a website called loveyourflaws.com about body image issues. And then um, my first album 100 years ago was called Flaws about kind of encouraging women to love all of Mm -hmm. our imperfections and all that good stuff. And then I was on tour passing through New York and the hotel room key I thought was really cool. It was like kind of big and obnoxious. And I put it around my necklace chain and got compliments on it. And I was at a locksmith and had him ask if he could engrave love your flaws on the key. And then saw all these other old used keys. And I said, oh, can you do hope, love, faith, dream, believe on these keys? So he did. And I started making jewelry out of them and selling them on tour at the merchandise tables. And then I started selling out more than my CDs. So I knew there was a missing link. Little by little, I came up with this pay it forward movement, like get the word that you need, but it's not just about us, right? Um, Mm -hmm. Pass it on to someone you feel needs it more than you. So it kind of trains you to keep your eyes open for someone else who's hurting and going through something and not just focusing on ourselves all the time. And then people started writing me all these stories like, so-and-so was about to commit suicide. I gave them my keys. So-and-so was going through a divorce. I gave them my keys. So-and-so lost their job. I gave them my keys. So on MySpace. So I was like, I need to make a website to store all these stories so other people can read them made the website that I knew I wanted the money to go to some sort of charity. And then I met a young couple that was experiencing homelessness on Hollywood Boulevard. They lived in a dumpster in a cardboard box. I had my aha moment. I was like, wait a minute, I should pay you guys to engrave the keys. So then I hustled and got them into stores. And then they saved up enough money to get their own apartment. And then we started partnering up with a bunch of other transitional homes and other nonprofits around the issue of homelessness and been able to employ over 140 people that are trying to transition out of homelessness. And yeah, it's crazy. (laughs) Okay. So I'm I'm hearing you talk about this. Obviously, this company is amazing. How it grew is amazing. And my brain is going to you're on tour and you're an artist and a musician. And then this is happening. What happens? Is that transition of like life path? Are you like, oh my gosh, how is that? It sounds very successful, fast in like a good way because it's helping others. Like where are you going when all this is happening? Because I grew up in entertainment. My parents did entertainment in the entertainment industry and all that. I I think that was like always the goal. And that was like the value system out here in LA. Like everyone moves here to try and become successful in those fields. And so that was kind of like what I thought I was going to do too. And that was, those were my goals too. Whatever moderate success or things that I did get to do, which I'm so lucky that I got to do, it, it still was like, you know, the giving keys, it was like, open heaven on the giving keys. And it was such a difference of, you know, and I mean, and I great things happen in the other worlds too, at different seasons of times. But then it was like, when I was still doing music, and I had a record deal and, and this team behind me and, and they were wanting me to do more and more and more and more. But then I was like, always busy doing giving keys things, because it was just, 
opportunity after opportunity after opportunity. So it was like, oh gosh, well, I have to focus on all this because I have so many responsibilities now that I have to take care of and follow kind of where this is leading. So I never would have thought in a million years, like, oh, I'm going to be a jewelry maker, like a nonprofit, you're a give back social entrepreneur. Like that was the furthest thing from my mind. When it makes me think about, because that's just a big change, it's change and it's something you've never thought about. And with every change, change can be exciting, but also there's grieving in every single change exciting as something could be. And so for you, was did, was there a process of you grieving what you thought you were going to do? Yes, I'm totally just like laying yeah, down. I like now. this. <laughs> I've never I, done I this also before. could lay down. <laughs> yes, I don't know if this is like I we started this podcast and I was sitting and now I'm just getting more and more comfortable. I feel like you're so personable and I'm just like, well, I'm sitting in bed and now I just wasn't comfortable and now I'm just laying down and you can see it and it's fun and why not because it's cozy and it's COVID and um I do have jeans on I was gonna say you're gonna be like hold on I need to put on my pajamas yeah let me put on (laughs) let me let me put some pants on no no I have jeans on we're we're a step up you're better than me because I'm wearing leggings so yeah it just looks like I have on real clothes (laughs) what was your question again This is important questions. It's going to lead somewhere. But with the grieving process, with the change, was there a grieving? Did you know you were going through grieving when you transitioned into this exciting thing? Oh, I never knew this was going to be a thing for me. This is great. But also to do that, I'm letting go of something. And I think that one of the reasons change is so hard for so many people is because there's always a grieving process, no matter how exciting what we're moving into can be. Was there that yeah. for you? Did you notice it? Oh, for sure. For sure. It was, there was definitely a, a sadness and even just seeing my music team and you know, record label people and manager and like my manager at the time, like sold his farm because he was kind of banking on me taking off and, you know, and, and then I didn't, and I was doing giving keys instead. And just, you know, he couldn't afford his home anymore. And like stuff like that was just all went into the grief of feeling like I'm letting all these people down that I wasn't as successful as they like thought that I was going to be in in music. And I think, and even myself too. And, and so there was that tension of, okay, God, I, I, I trust you that you have a plan and I did all I can do. So there's, I can't force anything to happen. So I have to surrender and accept that this is the way that it's going. And, but it was definitely hard and I was sad and I kind of wished that I could do both. And I tried multiple times to do both, but it was like, felt like so meant to be that, these were the doors that just kept opening. So I just kind of had to su- surrender and accept. But yeah, it was definitely good. But there was so much good coming from right. it that it felt like so worth it. I was like, well, my whole point of doing entertainment was so I could, growing up, I'd always say like, oh, I want to have like a platform to give back and say certain things that I'm passionate about to help people and write songs to help people or, you know, blah, 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 blah. But now I'm doing it in just a different way. Yeah. And I think that's cool for you to be able to listen to that and like, okay, I'm just going to go where it feels like I'm being led and like not resist this because obviously this is something's coming of this. And that is the essence of that, like both and of like, this is this is good. It's it's sad. And this is so good. And I'm curious to what that was like for you success wise. And I'm curious to where did that even drive? You mentioned the body image stuff with in the beginning where does that come from because a lot of people who are passionate about certain platforms have a reason yeah the, in my first book i have two books uh, the second one just came out like last just week. so the exciting thanks yeah in the first book 
my friend, his name is Mike Foster. He has a podcast too, which is really cool. It's called Fun Therapy. I love that podcast. Yeah, I, I I like cried on that podcast. Speaking I, of getting cozy, I cried listening to that podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so and good. and so you know he he said he said the quote in my book: "You teach best what you need to learn." Yeah, and, mm-hmm. and I love that, and it's so true. So yeah, with love your flaws, that was a way for me to try and love my flaws. And I had a lot of body image issues growing up, and a lot of surgeries that went wrong. That I had all these scars and like femininity issues from them, and just like deep shame and you know and it's something I'm still I think forever working through but it's it's such a beautiful process of healing and and learning and growing and you know and this is going to be I think forever till the day the day that I die I'm just going to be getting more and more wisdom and and healing and revelation about this particular subject and I'm sure a lot of other ones but yeah body image issues was was always like a big a big topic in my therapy sessions yeah well and my specialty is eating disorders and body image so that's why I'm like oh that sparked my attention with the giving keys a lot of is about like words and the power of words and so for you what has been helpful in that area so starting with body image because you probably know this by the work that you've done the words that we choose when we speak to ourselves are so powerful and how did you use that as a way to like heal through any of the things that you were struggling with when it with any of that yeah I always say the way that my mind automatically kind of defaults to the negative and so I have to write positive affirmations down yeah whether it's about myself or my day or my perspective, not to just get through, but like to enjoy life at all. I, it's so important, the words that we use and the things that we tell ourselves and all the negative tapes that are kind of ingrained from habits and traumas and yeah a lot of us do have that like automatic like where we go is like the icky side of life and it's a muscle the writing the stuff down the saying it the repeating it it's like one of the things that i dread having to ask clients to do because i know what they're thinking because i know they're like that's not going to work what's that going to do i have nothing nice to say or Mm -hmm. that just sounds cheesy or that's always that's usually what i get so i'm like almost waiting for that to come before i even request it but the only reason i ask people to do that is because i know it works Mm -hmm. and there's a lot of power in repeating the same thing over and over again. The reason we believe that icky stuff is because it's what's been repeated over and over and over again. And we have to write a new story. And for you, do you mind sharing? Like, what were some of the things that you did need to kind of rewrite? Like, what were some messages or stories that you needed to rewrite about yourself or the world? Well, for myself, I think I, I grew up in the church and I was always like, you know, the purity thing was, it was a big movement and and something that was always very important to me. But I think because I had particular body image issues in like the feminine departments of, I I think I kind of hid in church as like an excuse to stay pure, but really it was because I was embarrassed. And so the, the word and the phrase that I believed about myself that had the most potent negative belief was the word like I'm disgusting and that was and I and I really got to the bottom of like that was like my core belief deep down and so this is kind of comical but and because I felt like such a non-sexy sensual person like that was so foreign to me and so uncomfortable for me I went to an old therapist a long time ago and she said well because you have this negative belief about yourself that you are disgusting and 
the unsexy and, and not sensual and not feminine and all these things. She's like, you need to make the belief, the new healthy belief, the complete opposite. And it has to be very extreme. And you need to tell it to yourself 100 million times a day. So my, so my sentence that I had to tell myself was, I am the sexiest woman I have ever seen in my entire life. <laughs> and I was like, oh my God, I'm so uncomfortable with that. Like yeah. I can't, like nothing feels more uncomfortable and more untrue than that. Mm-hmm. But she was like, act that way in the car. You know, when you listen to your music, when you're ordering your coffee, flirt with the barista and act like the sexiest woman you've ever seen in the world over and over and over. And I remember just doing it for a couple of weeks, like, and really doing it. It really did start to work. And I really did start to feel like a sexy, sassy little, you know, <laughs> but then I stopped because I forgot or got lazy or life gets in the way and I wasn't being it wasn't a routine or habit yeah 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 maybe it was that I'm glad you're saying that because it is so true that like we create these all these self-fulfilling prophecies if we believe something about ourselves we have the power for that to be true the air about you that changes how people are perceiving you if you walk in somewhere with like your shoulders hunched and like your head down people are gonna be like oh she seems unapproachable and kind of like timid and scary if you walk Mm -hmm. in a room with your shoulders back and your head up and smile people are gonna be like she looks kind of cool I want to go talk to her like so we do have the power to to transform that at either way but it is uncomfortable and hard like it's awkward it's awkward until it's not hey guys Kat here and I have something very important to talk to you guys about now I know you're used to hearing me talk about therapy and how important it can be for you and how transformative it can be for you in your life but if you're somebody who's tried therapy and it just hasn't done the trick or you just need a little extra boost I think I've found the next best thing and the next best thing might just be cozy earth and their bamboo sheets and their bamboo pajamas It feels like you are stepping into a buttery, cozy, warm, and cool hug all at the same time. And that's just their pajamas. Don't even get me started on their sheets. As soon as I touched them, I said, okay, we're changing the sheets right now. And the bonus is they come in this really cute travel tote so you can take your sheets with you wherever you go. Elevate your summer getaway with Cozy Earth's luxurious bedding and loungewear, ensuring the comfort of home wherever you roam. We're all in luck because you can discover your next destination for ultimate comfort at Cozy Earth. Visit CozyEarth.com and use our code UNEED at checkout to get 35% off. Yes, 35% off. And let them know that we sent you Unique Therapy after you check out. Are you tired of your scented cleaning products smelling and cleaning like meh? Then it's time for an upgrade with the power of Clorox Sentiva. With an uplifting scent that smells like coconut, Clorox Sentiva gives you powerful clean like Clorox, but a feeling like <sighs> being transported to a tropical island retreat. Imagine putting your phone on Do Not Disturb, tuning out all the constant. Just the feeling of warm sand in between your toes and a fruity drink in your hand. The ones with the little umbrella. Refresh your home to feel like an all-inclusive vacation by getting Clorox Sentiva. Also available in grapefruit and lavender scents at a nearby retail store.
With AT&T in-car Wi-Fi, elevate your adventure by transforming your vehicle into a reliable Wi-Fi hotspot. Connect up to 10 devices up to 50 feet away from your vehicle, making it ideal for camping and road trips. Don't miss out on the fun. Embark on your next adventure today. Visit att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi to check if you're eligible for a free trial. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. How have you seen it work the the best when you have your clients do it? Like where, where, where have you seen like the real change? Like you mean like what kinds of people or how they? How they do it or what they do oh. or how long they have to do it. Well, it's forever. Right? But I, I mean, it's forever, but it's like, it's something that I'm like, you have to wake up and say how I really encourage people to start. This is the first thing you do when you wake up is you write something kind down about yourself or something Mm -hmm. exciting that you're looking forward to. Like, that's how you're going to start your day. And then also you end your day with something, whether that's a gratitude or one thing you're, you're proud of or grateful for. And you might not believe it a hundred percent don't lie to yourself. So don't just make a complete lie that you never think will ever, 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 ever in a hundred million years come true. Find a little Mm -hmm. bit of something that you can grab onto. And then every day you can transition that into more and more and more. But it starts with one little thing and do it when it feels weird. Like look in the Mm -hmm. mirror. I do a lot of body image work. So a lot of it, it's like desensitizing yourself to to looking at yourself in the mirror. It's going to be really awkward and weird the first probably a hundred times you do it maybe. But the more you do it, it, I think of it as a river that you're creating. Rivers get deeper and stronger the more that you flow water down them. And if you stop pouring water that loses its source of of water, it's going to dry up. And so either way, you have the power to create a really deep river over here or stop that river over there. And that's the metaphor I give people to use. And that I find really helps people understand that like, oh, it is the more I'm giving something energy, the more it's going to come true. So every Mm -hmm. time you went in somewhere and you're like, I am the sexiest person alive, you started to believe it a little more because also you're getting data, like you're getting feedback from people and data and responses people aren't running away from you and being like oh my god but we create those big stories in our head that like I'm I'm disgusting I create a story about how people are gonna look at me and think certain things or won't talk to me or xyz and then because of the way I walk into a room I'm like see I told you so but I will say as as simple as affirmations that's why I wanted to ask you as simple as affirmations sound, it's probably one of the challenging things, most challenging things for clients to actually do consistently. Why do you think that is? For me, I, I'm i like this. This is just my personality where I'm like, oh, like like meditation or mindfulness or stuff like that. I'm like, an affirmation is yeah. not gonna make that big of a deal. It's not gonna change my world. It's not like doing this like big experiential therapy in a group that's gonna like rock my everything. They're yeah. very simple things. They're not radical. And I think yeah. that's why it's because we all want these radical changes. And I know I feel this a lot with, with clients that come in, especially new to therapy. They want me to change their life in three sessions. And they want this big radical experience when it's like really simple and slow and builds on things. And that's my experience personally and as a professional. But I don't know if you felt that. Like when I want something to change, I'm like, I need to change now. Yeah. But it sounds like for you, it wasn't that. I mean, it was hard, but you were like, okay, I'll listen to my therapist, which is nice. 
<laughs> no, but people would forget. And then life happens years later. And then, you know, and then different seasons happen too. And then I like yeah. get married and then you have kids. And I mean, not everybody, but I, I then was like, okay, now I'm worrying about other things instead or other yeah. insecurities. <laughs> well, and that's hard too, because I would love for you to speak on that. It's like you got married and you had kids and then like your, your priorities shift. And how do you maintain that? Like, how do you maintain yourself and your self-worth and what you think of yourself because you can get lost in all that like how do I spend time making sure I'm okay um I think it's still a daily weekly I don't know if the word is battle but more like goal that I don't always accomplish I'm really all about like letting ourselves fail and letting ourselves be messy and imperfect and sometimes I go the pendulum swings a little bit too much to, to that side where I'm not doing enough for yeah. myself and the self-care bit and all mm -hmm. of that. Like you said, I, I like think like, oh, I don't really need to do meditation. I'll be fine, mm -hmm. you know? But I just started doing this little daily devotional. It's like a five-minute Judah Smith. Do you know who that is? Mm -hmm. I, I don't know. My, my sister-in-law sent me their little app or whatever. And I've just been doing that five minutes a day in the morning. And I have my kids like plopped down in front of the TV just because I'm like, I need my coffee and a little something in my brain before I can really go there. And they wake up so early, like at five that I cannot get up before them. Like I just can't. Um, so, so I'm like, you're going to watch Daniel Tiger on PBS <laughs> for 30 minutes and I'm going to make my coffee and do my little devotional and set my intentions for the day. And it really, and I've only been doing it for the last few weeks maybe and I and I I can really tell a difference. So we talked about this a little bit before you are going through a huge transition now with the separation of you and your husband and I mean that has to be another whole thing for you. The routine you might have had is now shifting and one how are you doing and <laughs> two well first answer that question how are you doing? Oh man I mean every day and hour is different yeah. some you know like I shared with you I, this was not what I wanted this was literally my worst nightmare but now that it's happened I feel hopeful for my future but you know you can't control other people and what they decide and my husband decided he wants to go another path in another way in his life that I obviously won't get into but you know and I have to work on yes grieving it feeling the feelings I was devastated when it first all happened and the transition has been devastating not only for myself but for the kids uh, especially my older one my four-year-old so I'm okay right now but I have you know when I don't have the kids and they go with him for a night or two I, I you know have my bawling my you know you just cry it out because I think that's really important to do that to let yourself grieve but then it's I'm trying to focus on the positive and there are a lot of other good benefits that are coming from this time and this new season that I'm weirdly excited about yeah so I'm kind of trying to focus on that as well so I'm, I'm doing I'm doing as well as I possibly can do with the situation. I wonder for you how long it has taken you to like accept that idea of like, this is sucks. Like this is not something I would have ever chosen. And yeah. also there are some good things that are coming from this that I imagine was not the first thought in your head. Yeah, no, not at all. It's a daily practice. And I think it's what's helped me a lot is the work that I have done in the past with, I go to Al-Anon. Al-Anon is for those of you that don't know, mm -hmm. it's like a 12-step a program for people that are in relationships with uh, addicts or people that are alcoholics or whether it's your a family member, parent, sibling, spouse, friend, whatever. 
So I've been going for about four years and I have a sponsor and we work the 12 steps. Okay. So much of that work is, which I've been lagging. I need to get on my chapter five. Well, when I, I mean, sorry, my step five. five. When I moved, I still have boxes in my garage. So I think my step book is in the garage somewhere. So I need to maybe find it online or something because I just don't have it in me to go through boxes <laughs> anymore. Um, so yeah, so that's been really helpful. Just like putting into practice, accepting and detaching from someone else and their their stuff. And mm-hmm. and um, that serenity prayer has been a game changer. God grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change. Yeah, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. So that's been my kind of like anchoring favorite prayer. I wonder if some of those like old messages, no matter what they were that you thought to to relearn in a different way, did they? pop back up as this was happening did you have to battle a lot of negative self-talk like what were the stories all up in your head I doubled down on therapy I've been going to two different therapists a week okay I'm like if not now then what yeah now is time yeah yeah I've been going to and both of us used to actually give us marriage counseling too which is fun um because they know the situation yeah and they I mean they know him they know me and all that good stuff but one of them Tim, I'm doing um, EMDR with him. Mm-hmm. I- I've never done it before. It's my first time. Um, so I've done like four sessions and I actually really am impressed. Like I've, I- and I've done a lot of therapy my whole life since I was really young, fortunately or unfortunately, I'm not sure. Um, and I-, I feel like it's just, wow, like really getting to mm-hmm. stuff. I thought I had like known everything. I knew all of my issues and I've already, you know, but it's like, oh, wow. It's like really interesting the things that are coming up and that I'm kind of realizing that I want to work on and need to work on. And then my other therapist, Anne, um, who's a very different type of therapist. She's more like, she's like this amazing like grandma vibe. I love those. Yeah. Mama bear, grandma bear, like, like Christian mystic, but like so smart and just like, oh, I just love her brain. She does a lot of stuff. But one of the things that she's been having me do recently is writing down my dreams mm-hmm. and like kind of analyzing my subconscious. Mm-hmm. And it's been so good. Like, like I had this one dream where I was in my grandparents' backyard and they have a pool, but the pool was that bright blue color, like a to- like toilet water when you're cleaning a toilet, mm-hmm. you know? And I was carrying these heavy bags and my little girl who's one years old, her name's Love, she fell into the pool and I was a little too far away. And she was like wanting to get to me like, mommy, mommy, mommy. And I was like too busy, quote unquote, like doing something on the mm-hmm. other side, which is something I already, I do like feel bad about that happens in real mm-hmm. life. And um, in my dream, I, I thought to myself like, oh, my bags are so heavy. There's so much stuff in them. So maybe on one hand, it'll help me get to the bottom of the pool faster to like rescue her because it's so heavy. But then on the other hand, oh no, it's going to be so heavy to get back up and put, you know, push my feet up. But I did, I jumped in after her with my heavy bags, got to the bottom of the pool. I got her and I pushed my legs up and, you know, with the bags on my back and her, and we got to the top of the pool and then I woke up. So, I mean, there's a lot in there of the symbolism of like her talking about like the cleansing of the toilet bowl water, you know? Um, Mm -hmm. But then also she gave me homework to clean out my bags, which I've only done half of, which I need to do because I, sometimes I like hoard a little bit too much. Like (laughs) I really need to throw some things out in my bags. And then also just when I have gone through some other things, challenges are 
circumstances that were happening in life, she was like, she would text me things like, I know you have it in you to push yourself off from the bottom of the pool. Mm-hmm. You know, she'll just like use that language now. Mm-hmm to describe or to kind of encourage me, Mm -hmm. which is really special. The thought of having those bags and like the question of like, do I need these or I not need these? Should I drop them? Should I keep them with me? I mean, that whole idea is just a a whole thing that somebody could process for a whole session in therapy. Because (laughs) I think a lot of times in our lives, we'd want to have this finite answer for everything. We're why people. That's how humans work through stories. And we need a beginning, middle and end. Things need to be clear. And it sounds like you're in this stage of life where it's like you're learning as you go and mm-hmm. things are shifting and changing. And I'm assuming, which I probably shouldn't do as a therapist, but I'm assuming that you kind of want to know, how am I going to get through this? What is this going to look like? And have a lot. And there might be some questions you even have in the ending of that relationship that you want answers to. And that that's just what popped into my head because you're in a yeah. lot of unknown right now is what it sounds like. Yeah. And how do you deal with the unknown? Like, how are you coping with like, this is different. I can't plan out a lot of things right now. And the plans I've had are changing. I think I'm just trying to focus on the the hope of what I could have on the other side of this, Mm -hmm. which is a better marriage with probably someone else (laughs) or, you know, if a miracle happens, my husband, but, and just either way, it's going to be better than what I had. So that's exciting to me. I'm like glad to hear you use that word. That's one of my favorite words out there. And I have a weird relationship with it, but I think the idea of like, I'm holding on to hope and in a mess, like that saves a lot of people, which speaks back to like, I mean, even just your company and it founded on words being important. And I'm imagining that you are, are leaning into a lot of that right now. Like the whole idea of how your company started in is now twofold coming back to you and it's helping you in the same way. Yeah, it's true. Even this book that I just wrote now, I was recording the audiobook at the studio and Colin and I were right in the middle of selling our house, going through the separation. And he came to the studio for me to sign the papers selling our house. Um, that we had bought together. It was our first time ever buying a house and mm. all that. And and it was such an emotional moment of signing, you know, we had a guy there and a notary and all this paperwork and and I signed it and we hugged in the parking lot and bawled, like mm. cried and bawled. And I went right back in to record this audiobook. And every word in the book that I had written months prior was everything that I needed to hear. And it was mm-hmm. speaking to me and helping me. And even right now, you know, I'm on this podcast, pretty probably sound pretty, you know, I don't know if the word is negative, but just like, you know, I'm in it and it's a, it's a hard time. But it's like, I know my book is not like negative Nancy. It's very like, these are things that have worked and that do currently help me right now too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I, I don't think you sound negative at all in the way that you're processing this and talking about this now. You, I mean, that word hope, you sound hopeful, which is not a negative thing. Like, I just think that's a cool thing that you wrote something that like, obviously you believe all that stuff because now it's helping you. Mm-hmm. Like, and I just think that's so cool that we can be, and this goes back to what you said about the quote from Mike, Mike Foster is we can be our best teachers if we let ourselves think about how easy it is to give feedback to friends and family. And I always ask the question to clients of like, would you say that to yourself? Like, what would you say to a friend? We have yeah. the best things to say to everybody else. Right, right, But then we can't say them to ourselves. And you're in this process of like, okay, I'm actually smart. And I I know what I need to do. I just have to tell myself those things. So I think that's very cool. And honestly, like I feel for 
all of that because it sounds like it has been pretty hard and it will be good and it can be good now in the middle of all of that. Now, speaking of all of that stuff, and you mentioned the new book a couple of mm-hmm. times, can you just tell us a little bit about that? Every chapter we dive into a core word, like a giving keys word, hope, love, faith, dream, believe, fearless, let go, peace love. And then the last one is pay it forward. (laughs) So I think, you know, in all these words at the giving keys, you know, all the words that we've sold for years and years and all these words that people are wearing around their neck, which is awesome. And I know it means so much to them and to me and to everybody who gets these keys. Um, But, but this book really is just a deeper dive into these words and focusing on, you know, one chapter, one word, each chapter. And at the end, having a little journal prompt, which is my favorite part, um, to be able to give us opportunities to write down like what our biggest fears are and what makes us come alive and um, encouraging encouraging the readers to, you know, so into whether it's their creative side or their, oh uh, yeah, it's just, it's, it's just so good and juicy and covers kind and we of need all it. the yeah. of what we all need, which are all of these words. And I think that's why The Giving Keys has been so successful because we do sell all these different words and no matter who you are, everyone needs these words, whether you're rich or poor, successful in the movies, living on the streets, everyone Mm -hmm. needs hope. Everyone needs love. I love that sentence, no matter who you are, no matter, I mean, your success, your not success, your money, where you live, especially in the climate of now, it's like we are learning like the most important things aren't all of the things it's mm-hmm. like like you said, like words and language. And so that does sound cool. I love a good journal prompt. So um, <laughs> uh, I love yeah. that. Thank you for doing this. Thank you for, thank you for having yeah, me. Thank you for being here. How can people find you if they're like, best I like place. what you're saying? Yes. Uh, the best place is Instagram. Um, I mean, if you're on Facebook, I'm there too. Uh, but at Caitlin Crosby, C-A-I-T-L-I-N-C-R-O-S-B-Y. And the Giving Keys at the Giving Keys. Is there a best place to buy your book? It's available everywhere: Amazon, Barnes and Nobles, Target. But we do have a website landing page, which is okay. everywordmattersbook.com. It's, it's the link in my bio. Okay. Well, Caitlin, thank you so much for being here and having this conversation. And obviously, I look forward to reading your book and continuing to follow along with you on Instagram and now in real life. So, thank you so much. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Hey guys, back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah! 
and some waves so we could go surfing. Oh, yeah. I love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, tenor girl, go shopping. Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com.